welcome to the Neoborn and Andy a Human Show. So welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, dear Aries Candy Sauce Sparkles. How are you feeling today when the world is a free place for all the artists? I am a happy person. Life is good. Thank you for having me here. How are you? Well, don't ask me because I will answer and that would take longer <laughs> than this interview. Okay. So, but actually, if I recall right, you are from Iceland, yes? Originally. Yes. Yes. And lately, well, the last couple of years, I met uh, a, quite a few Icelandic entrepreneurs or artists. So it seems that after Björk, like plenty of other people came out from there. So maybe it's because the glaciers are melting and now it's free to come out there. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, um, I... When I was growing up, um, I actually grew up um, in Seattle. My family moved from Iceland to Seattle, Washington. So um, there was a lot of like my my grandparents, who I was mostly raised by, were very, very, um, very Icelandic in their ways and stuff. So okay, what, what does it mean that that taking a bus next to the road naked? That version, but or or. What? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, as far as I know, in Iceland, you, it's so like, and I was very young when we left there, but um, from what I do know is you pretty much, there's so many of those hot springs everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I've just want to take a nice bath in nature, you know? <laughs> yeah, and imagine that, that America is completely the opposite, that, you know, it's okay to chop down and mutilate people, children, whatever, but no boobs, oh my God, the evil is coming. I know, I know, it's completely crazy. But you know what? It's the mentality of people. Um, yeah that changes the dynamic of how we see things because like if you're in another country um a lot of times the way that they view the body um is not the same as like in america it's very much um sexualized and you know super super like you know not meat do you know it's like you know it's not anything that's considered to be like sacred and you know special and unique and beautiful and to be looked at as something like when you think about you know breasts they're not like you know things for you to just like wobble about I mean they feed children you know they give life you know they they help us become the little beings that we grow up to be like these adults so I think a lot of times we look at things wrong so when you, you know I'm not saying everybody should just walk around naked or anything like but you know I mean we need to look at it differently and I think you know if you just see you know in other countries if someone's taking a bath you're not sitting there staring at them like oh my gosh it's a naked person <laughs> like hey let me I, go I take a bath. theory that if you look at the tribal people there still are a bunch of tribal people around the world they are absolutely free so they dress according to right. the nature and mm -hmm. uh, there is no rape so if people right. are connected to the nature and they right. see things as what they are for there is no rape there is no right. sexual violence and and so on and there is no jealousy and, and then just right and when you go to the city, you you only can see male boobs, you know, which is disgusting. It should be prohibited. And <laughs> all, I mean, come on, everybody should have no, some. No, I hear you. 
And and then just I don't know in Europe in but everywhere already because civilized and industrial or whatsoever I think mm-hmm. we lost this touch. People don't go to the nature. They don't touch the grass anymore. Well, the grass right. or they touch is different. And, right. and 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 just just let's have this idea. When you have a naked body walking in the street, what happens? Oh my God! Call the police because it's right. worse than whatever. And I think that's the problem because. For me, you know, there is this actor called Kevin Bacon, and he says he's a at-home nudist. I said, "Oh my God, it's me too!" And that means that <laughs> when you have your children or or your family around, there is no hidden thing, and there is no problem with that. There is no oh, what can be, you know, and there is no attraction right. to something evilish to say like, "Okay, I don't want to judge anybody here," but probably Pornhub is not the way how to discover sex. Right. And and uh, I'm not judging here. So. Going back to this one, Iceland is a much freer country, and uh, based on what I understood, it seems that the, the respect towards each other and seeing right. people through their eyes and not boobs are more common than in, for example, in America. Right, absolutely, much, much more open to. Um, I think too, when you understand, like that, we were created in. And I think we say nakedness, but we were created in in just in flesh, you know, with a spirit. And so, if we look at it like, you know, um, if you look at a flower, you don't sexualize the flower. If you see, you know, the the trees, you don't sexualize the trees. So we're like that, in my opinion. We're like trees and flowers, and you know, and grass and the wind and the sky. If we look at it like we're created, these beautiful creatures that are meant to be seen as beautiful creatures. I think the mindset will change completely all over, but mostly in America that needs to change. But Iceland is completely and absolutely one of the coolest places as far as people are concerned, um, the way they think, and just the nature itself too is just absolutely incredible. It's a totally different place and everyone should go there. Okay, so now you are living uh, in every, everywhere in the world, yeah? You live many parts in, in the States. Yeah, I travel um, a lot, um, but mostly uh, I kinda, I've, I'm actually in Arizona right now. Oh, um, doing, wow, doing come some, on, that's the Roadrunner some... cartoon part, yeah? When yeah. you drive 18 <laughs> hours and still the same mountains. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, they're beautiful. I actually, um, we were driving through and I uh, saw, I, I've never, it's so funny, I've never seen wild donkeys um, <laughs> for the first time. Uh, are we sure we are not talking about the donkeys. Democratic Party right now, yes? So Yes, I, I couldn't believe it. I was driving. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's just some wild donkeys up there. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, stop the car. We have to see these wild donkeys. But it's it's just the roads. I mean, it is like so, so straight and just deserts everywhere in mountains. Everything's beautiful, but very much so like, Oh, we almost there yet. Oh, we almost there yet. So between there and, you know, sometimes in California visiting uh, some my family and uh, family and friends and uh, uh, Hawaii uh, tends to be kind of where I I sort of station a bit. <laughs> I like to go from there. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hawaii is my favorite, of course. <laughs> Probably a place where you don't want to leave unless there is a good Rolling Stones concert somewhere. So, right, 
Absolutely. You are an international personality in art. Yes. So you create yeah. uh, everything and beyond, meaning you uh, mix, you are a mixed artist style, if I can. So not, not yes. mixed martial artist, it's mixed artist style, which I think it's real like a Renaissance person. To, 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 because like human soul is not just one direction, it's, it's in everything. So do you feel that when you create something, it should not be bound to one certain thing? And okay, maybe a little bit music, a little bit handworks or whatever, and then just uh, something different will come out at the end of the poem. Yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned personally, when it comes to art, I feel like... Um for me, it's really important for me when I um, get into that zone of creating and stuff, I I always say a prayer. Like I'm always like, okay, I have something that's being downloaded into me spiritually. I'm very much, a, like you said, international, like, you know, all of that. But I have a very spiritual um, sense of things and I feel like that really has pushed me into what I do musically and art in that artistic form, but also in like drawing and painting or sculpting or, you know, I mean, there are times that I just get these wild things in my head. And I'm like, oh, I need to put this down somewhere, but I don't know how to express it. So I say a prayer and I'm like, okay, you know, Ishaya, help me figure out how this needs to come out, how this needs to be presented. Because for me, art is not just something that I just, I draw or I paint or I sing or I dance or whatever. It's something that needs to touch someone somewhere, wherever that may be, that whatever I create artistically is going to touch somebody spiritually. Um, because my work is very much so in love. So whenever I do anything, I want people to feel incredible amounts of love just flowing into them when they hear or see anything that I do. So for me, it's really important to kind of mix everything. Like you said, just I'm a mix of it all. So if I can mix everything that I'm feeling in whatever in my spirit and put it out, I feel like that's something that, I don't know, is really kind of the main subject of who I am uh, is is love. And so if that's not being portrayed for me, then I'm, I'm not doing my job properly <laughs> with my art. So Okay, so you have this God-given or spirit word-given talent to channel things through your creativity and so your special uniqueness. And uh, then you try to give a certain resonance or vibration to people to right. see that their perception of the universe where they exist might be a little bit better or wider in scope. And in this way, they might be able to feel a little bit better in their everyday hardships. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just never know what someone's dealing with and there's, there's so much going on right now in life and there always has been, but I think we're more aware of it now due to the internet and all of these uh, media socials and things like that. So, you know, people, are, I feel like a lot of people are really hurting and I feel like a lot of times art, um, whether people realize it or not, is something that um, can really truly change the way somebody's life goes. Um, if you hear a song that just really touches you, it can make your life change. You know, like all of a sudden you feel like I can do this and I can press through this. And and if you hear a song that's like, you know, 
just really depressing and basically like just all downtrodden and you know life is so miserable and you listen to that it might make you feel like downtrodden and life is so miserable so I feel like whatever you're putting in artistically anyone anywhere um, it should be something that is pushing people towards um, love and being okay and realizing that they're special and they're treasured and that somebody loves them out there. So if it's just me that they hear from or whatever, in whatever moment of life they're in, they go, you know what, you know, Eris loves me. You know what I mean? And I can do this. And that's important. I I hear you. It's interesting because most of the times when you hear an industrial product, music or whatever, Mm -hmm. these uh, quite easily connecting to your everyday level of vibration, resonance, or soul, or whatever, your mood. Right, right. But uh, they they, they just keep you in the perpetual cycle of numbness, craziness, uh, rage. And when you hear a song like this guy who had this song, the rich man from north of Richmond, yeah? The Oliver Anthony, yeah, that's the name. And he just sang uh, in a forest with a, with a piece of guitar, nothing else. It was not a perfect song for love at all. But then you see that, okay, there are people who can really channel something more real, more substantial than what we mm-hmm. get from everywhere. Because it's like a facade. You mentioned the internet. Uh, that we can be grateful for. Without the internet, I would have not been able to see your paintings and collages. Right. Uh, which are, I think, great. Some of them I wrote to you earlier. Some of them are really, yeah. really attractive. I mean, like, like you want to, Thank you. You, you want to own that on your on your wall because it gives you something. Thank and. You. Uh, as far as I know that you, you give out copies, yes, for, for, for people. Yes, who want. absolutely, 100%. <laughs> the question arises about art, which I love, and products, which I don't think is an imitation of art. And uh, I'm not saying everybody can be a Bach or everybody can be, I don't know, a very a money. But I think it is worth you more to see and experience something less perfect or imperfect than something uh, artificially created, a so-called art. Because uh, one is more rounded, but gives you less, and it actually takes away from you energy. The other is maybe imperfect, but gives you something raw, what can give you something to think of or move on. Right. Um, I have actually come across this. People have asked me, you know, do you use any um, of the AI, you know, the artificial intelligence? And for me, I feel like, I don't know how to say it, but I think sometimes we go too far too fast. Artificial intelligence can be good. I'm I'm not against it per se, but there's a place for it. And I don't believe necessarily that it's, um, something that should be in um, the music or artistic paintings, things of that kind of nature. I, I don't think it takes away, let me say that, I don't think it takes away from artists who hand, uh, you know, you know, brush or pencil to canvas or paper. Or, I don't think it takes away from that. And the reason I don't think it takes away is because of what you said. It's something that is... Um, brought out of you spiritually it's brought out of you um as a person and ai as much as we want to call it you know 
this artificial intelligence thing it is it is a human created so it's never going to be like this grandiose thing that's going to be above human beings because it was created by human beings it's not going to be anything super super great but it can invade i think a little bit um the the way we're trying to to do things sometimes and i think a lot of people are using ai right now and they're not realizing that it's actually to an extent taking away from their abilities and oh um, yes I, it's reduction i mean yeah i say this with not like i said no no judgment or anything do what you want to do but i think artificial intelligence is good for let's say um maybe and i don't know how it works so forgive me if i'm completely off here but like if somebody has lost a limb um an arm or a leg or something and the artificial intelligence can kind of go in and create help create that to an extent um or to some degree and create an a limb that's better you know and quicker than you know trying to maybe do it by hand or something um or by moldings or something like that you know um maybe sure for that would be all right you know but yeah. you know for for writing stories or creating a beautiful um picturesque uh view of something that your eyes have seen uh when you go on a on a trip or you're climbing a mountain and you look over and you see this incredible you know creation that's just like blowing your mind and you're like I want to put this on a canvas or on paper or whatever I don't think you need to go to uh oh, these AI programs and be like oh picturesque um uh whatever I I know I know you can like write stuff in like what you want or something you know and then they create it it's like okay I'm not saying it's an ugly piece I'm just saying that's not it's not it's not human do you know what I mean it's, it's not it's soulless yes exactly it's completely soulless and I think that that is the whole point of of being creative is it's part of your soul it's part of your heart and that's like i say you know it's supposed to go somewhere it's supposed to touch someone someone's but my art is not going to look the same to everyone my music is not going to be heard the same by everyone it's going to touch everybody individually i've seen ai art and ai art and i'm not like i'm not impressed per se i'm more like okay that's fine but it's almost like um cgi or we could use the word very politely crap right <laughs> right it's not but it is it's like okay you have star wars okay that was like made in like the the as 1980s that's and it they created these these ships and these creatures yes, and it's, oh, it's all hand done yes. right but then you have like these new movies coming out and everything is like like ai or you know this this is whatever that stuff is you know the nicely put crap it's it's not it's, it's not there's dumb. nothing to it it's nothing to it and it doesn't resonate with you humanly it's like okay whatever just go make a cartoon you know or something but don't try to like say that it's this creative type thing because it it really isn't it, it really isn't it is it is you know what it is like fast fast food for the soul it's right. it's carcinogenic so you will you will die because of the fast food so once or twice yeah. okay but then your immune system will break down and your maybe we have a spiritual immune system and after a absolutely. while you just okay let's go and you know 
it will be not God and not the positive things what will rule our emotions and, and yeah. way of thinking. And then war is coming out. If we are not satisfied with our lives and we can't uh, uh, resonate with something higher, then after a while we will feel uneasy and we don't want to feel uneasy. Yeah. So we will pour it out to our neighbor, to our sibling, to our family. And then it will yeah. exaggerate to the tribes, to the nations. And look, the war's out there. Our spirits need to be fed and it needs to be fed with each other. We're not put here to be selfish and to just you know serve ourselves we're here to love each other to share with each other to see people going through things here and there and to try to be the solution and i don't think that ai or cgi is going to be our solution we need to step back from all of that and really try to put forth who we are as people you, you, to you know each what other. is interesting here uh, when we had people like um um, the impressionists, you know, in the 19th century. And they mm -hmm. tried to, to derive, and for many, it was quite successful, a new technique, you know, how to paint from right. dots and, you know, and spots, and then the whole picture comes together. And then, on the contrary, there was the photography, you know, and then it took a while, and it was a competition. But somehow, both could survive, and uh, still right. we can even with digitally, which I don't necessarily like, but well, this is it, barely any film anymore to take a photo. Right. Uh, uh, but still you can do something with that. You can learn the new ways and, and you can put yourself into it. However, right. uh, we had this um, uh, cubics in the early 20th century or later the Andy Warhol, the, the, the pop art, yeah? So, mm. and and. If you compare on the surface, it looked, uh, it was not real art. It was like a joke or a bad joke against the art. But mm -hmm. somehow it got uh, its own root because people figured out, yes, it can have a meaning. We can show ourselves into that one. Right. But right. yes, you are right. It's like uh, having these copy-paste things uh, in writing or in music or in movies or whatever or paintings it's like a karaoke song it's not a real one i mean right it's it's actually kind of heartbreaking um because i feel like people in a way it makes me wonder like do you not think that you're that you don't that you have the ability to be creative that you need this thing to bring out your creativity because it's like you know it shouldn't be everyone's got some sort of creativity in them even if they think oh i definitely don't have creativity no you absolutely do it's just sometimes we haven't tapped in fully to things um because maybe we haven't been encouraged um growing up or maybe we haven't been noticed by by anyone to tell us something like that so i think it goes way deep like to the point like you know where's your spiritualness at and then from there who are the people that are around you do you need to remove yourself from certain people do you need to put yourself around certain people oh, that are going to allow that's you that's the next level of maturity what you are saying to be able to remove other people from your life yeah, and I think that's really difficult for a lot of people. And I can say personally, for me, I had one of the hardest times. I'm, I have been told numerous amounts of times that I'm one of those people that um, I always put people above myself and that if you need me, I'm there for you. Whatever you need, whenever you need, I will put everything aside. Even if it's like important to me, I'll move it because you need me. And then when I need something, nobody's there. And I think that's yes. something that I've always yes. dealt with. But I see now, like, you know, coming through 
you know, and learning a lot and growing, you know, within myself, I've realized that, you know, it's not a lack of love that I have when I remove myself from a situation. It's actually an incredible amount of love that I have just provided, not just for myself, but for that other person. Because if that other person does not care for me and doesn't put me in a, in a position of concern uh, when I'm in need of that, then I'm letting them think that this is what love is and this is not what love is. Love is if I need you, you're there for me. And if you need me, I'm there for you. If we can't have that, then I have just taught you that this is a this kind of behavior is what love looks like so removing people that are detrimental to your life to your health to your healing removing them from that is actually not just showing yourself love but it's actually showing them love as well and i think that when we can have that strength to say you know what there is so many people in this beautiful earth that are loving, that are kind, that are understanding, and that are waiting to love on you and hug and kiss on you and just want to encourage your life and your gifts. When you get around that, all of a sudden you go, wow, I'm creative. Wow, I have an ability. Wow, I can do this and I can do that. But if you're not around people like that because you're used to being in a small community or you're used to being around just your family or you're used to being around people you went to school with all your life, or you know, sometimes we need to, I think everybody needs to move, uh, go somewhere and stay there for a minute. Like go live somewhere else for like a year. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Just see what happens. You know, it's interesting because I have so many thoughts here. On the one hand, I would like to react to that one that uh, when people let themselves to be used, then they are irresponsible and they can't give any more love but they are encouraging a bad behavior and they are destroying the other person's chances to be better and themselves too so hence it is as you said it's out of love to help other people to grow in a different way you can't support anymore Right, and, and uh, the other is uh, it's a little bit funny but even the Amish as far as I know let their youngs to go okay you have one year go discover the world and then come back you know so just right. see the world don't really end up lately I've been seeing a lot of this and I don't think we have education system I think we have a dead education system and yeah. if you just think of that uh, every baby every newborn is so talented you feel uh, up until mm. they are three years old you feel some kind of transcendent connection you can't see with your eyes but you feel in your forehead absolutely you and uh, you can attune your rhythm of your heart with them so it's, it's beautiful and then something is changing of course mm-hmm. they are developing their brain they're experiencing but what is changing that the children are given into others care but the others yes. are not the people like your i don't know grandparents or whatever you know who would mm-hmm. with whom you created a whole village right. as they said growing uh, raising a child takes a village but we don't have village anymore and uh, w- what happens then like the school system what happens in the school system even if it is a good one a Waldorf or Montessori or whatever free school okay sit down that and sitting down six to eight hours for a child that's torture even for an oh, adult gosh yes and then then it, it just goes over uh, by the time you are at the high school you have more working hours at school plus at home than any adult in a factory and then mm-hmm. it just breaks you and by the time you are finishing 
let's say graduation or you have i don't know maybe one or university two university degrees majority of the life is without freedom and then come mm-hmm. the midlife crisis and you are already 40 50 right. when you realize okay how can i relearn what i knew when i was two years old right you're going backwards yeah. and it's difficult because you don't realize like i think too a lot of people don't realize how precious children are yeah children are some of the most precious little things that we will ever have the opportunity to experience and we steal from them their uniqueness by taking them and putting them somewhere where it's it's normal to put them there and it's not normal um when you go back in 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 his in history you see children were not necessarily going to school they were being raised around their family like you said in a village type of a situation and they were being you know they were being looked at and seen and going oh this child is really good at this and this child's really good at that and they're allowing the children to go be good at what they're good at I think we're all gifted something and even many things as children. And when we start putting children into these little boxes, it kind of messes everything up. And then on top of that, forgive me for saying this, but I think a lot of people are having children out of trend um, and out of, and and not actually being prepared for the, um, the journey uh, that is, coming with the child and for me personally I do not have any children and the reason I don't have any children is because I'm a I'm a child and I'm still learning I'm still growing I'm still becoming I still want to go travel and see and do there's so much of me that hasn't been released yet and I need time for that and that means that if I have a child right now that's how wisdom. am I going that's to wisdom. How am I going to be at, yeah, I mean, how am I going to be able to raise this precious little creature into being the person they need to be when I'm not even understanding the person I need to be? I haven't even experienced me yet. And I think a lot of people are going and, and saying, oh, I want to have children. You get married, you have a child, you know, you raise the child, or you just, you have children because you want somebody to love you, or you have a child because they're so cute, or you have a child because your friend is having a child, or you're having a child because your parents say it's about time now. I yes. mean, is it about time now? I, I don't know. And I think a lot of us are doing things that, you know, maybe is not healthy for us and it ends up not being healthy for the child because somebody gets stressed out or frustrated. Children are very frustrating if you're not prepared for them. And people are like, oh, you can't prepare for a child. No, yes, you can. <laughs> very much so, you can. I can talk about experiences that, yes, you can put extreme amount of preparation you know you read you prepare you learn but the most what you can do is to be always ready and to be able to perceive and let those perceptions guide you more than the social expectations and Mm -hmm. everything else around you because the world is way more cruel to sensitive people children are sensitive artists are sensitive. sensitive and maybe there are good willing parents but uh, we are not necessarily as adults we are not necessarily that strong enough not to cave in and roll over for too many people because as you said in the beginning we don't have that many people around us to to support us 
thankfully to the right. internet we can meet we you and i we could meet today and that's a beautiful right. experience we were waiting right. for that for a year yeah and that's, I know. <laughs> that's that's kind of like okay like meet in the next village you know all times and it's beautiful but i can tell you this when somebody is in depth to him or herself because mm-hmm. this person was too cowardish to manifest what he or she was uh, created for or felt that it would be good okay let's mm-hmm. let's say you know they want to be artists they want to do this uh, and then uh, replacing it with something faster so-called children uh, after a right. while it is it they would experience some midlife crisis in an instant that all yeah. the, all they push down things would come up and yeah. if they are not paying attention they are not only torturing and uh, breaking the children's soul but uh, they will create chronic illnesses for themselves too yeah they've missed out on their opportunity to be a child and i think that's what's really sad and it's like um i have a friend who she's a mum, and she's a beautiful beautiful person but she told me she said you know i think i had children too quickly um she said i feel like i missed out on my life and I feel like um, I can't do anything now and I told her I said here's the thing we make we make um, we make choices and those choices are what they are there's nothing we can really you can't go back and put the child wherever yeah but here's the thing if you made the decision then you have to realize you have to live with the decision and the best thing that you can do is in that moment Try to do your best to do what you love too. Um, if you like to, you know, I say art and stuff because that's what I do, but she loves being outdoors and she loves like traveling and things like that. So I said, find little moments, even if it's just going, you know, like an yes. hour away or just, you know, taking the weekend and just going to the river or something. Do little things with your children and with yourself that you personally enjoy because sometimes I think we we forget to do things that we enjoy as well and just because you had a child doesn't mean your life is over oh, yeah. okay but there's a piece of it that has to be put aside because of that that's why these choices that we make in life is so important exactly because we don't realize that we're making sometimes we're making choices not just for ourselves we're making them for the future of of people you know if you have a child that's not being properly looked after it's not being properly brought up you know they they can do stuff like you know shoot up a school or you know murder someone or and i don't mean to be super intense about it like that but this is what we're happening miserable life or they will create misery for others so they will be drunk yeah absolutely because they're unhappy because you are still as you said before you, you are stealing from them if you are not ready but here is the thing when somebody has a child too early who knows you know or but everything what you wanted it will it will come back later because life is much right. longer and having a child is actually an intense but very short time in our life i mean at least that right. period when they really need us and they will need us all day all but for example right. i plan to go to the appalachian trail four thousand miles i said okay six months i can do that but, uh, <laughs> You know, and I would put a pause on that. And I'm, you know, researching. And so I will do that when the time comes. 
Right. And Just maybe don't I, give maybe, up, maybe I, I, I might do it with my children, you know, that time. Who knows? I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Right. But, but you, you know, to live in the moment, I think this is what we are looking for. To live in the moment, to be ourselves and our mind, soul, thinking and our body mm-hmm. somehow attuned to that moment and the, 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 the present and the eternity becomes one. We are like a whole universe right. and we disappear in from our everyday life, but still we are more wholesome. These are the moments what we are looking for, even in music, in, in, in art or when you create something or when we have a beautiful sexual event i guess or whatever so uh, i don't know this is how i see it yeah just everybody i always this is my thing is to say no matter what choices you've made in life there's always an opportunity to make a new one to make a different one and even to um realize that you know it's just a process it's just a moment and not to give up on your dreams that you have because it doesn't matter when in life you know, if you still have those dreams, there's still a possibility to pursue them and to have them. So I, I say that, you know, um, just whatever you do, make sure that whatever choices you've made in life, make sure that you don't forget about your dreams, about your hopes, about the things you want in life, the things that you've been gifted in and make sure if you've chosen to have children and if for some reason that's been something that's been difficult for you, start adding yourself into the picture with your children and start experiencing life with them that things that you love because important because then you give them a pattern a sample that hey you can be broken but you can mend yourself exactly and also that that you if you if you don't matter to yourself in front of your children then uh, they will not matter to themselves either yeah my grandparents told me um they said no matter what's going on in your life no matter what is happening don't ever stop doing what you love because when you stop doing what you love when you stop letting yourself be present that's when bad things start to happen so my 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 grandparents always taught me to follow your dreams and never to give up on those and it doesn't matter what's happening push 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 always push because if you don't you're going to regret it. And that's like you said, you know, you're going to start having the whole midlife crisis stuff. And, you know, and I think there are people out there that do not have midlife crises because they're doing what they love. And that's what we're missing. Do what you love. Do what you were created to do because what, what's a midlife crisis? It's usually something where people joke and they say, oh, you know, this guy goes and gets a new car or, you know, this person goes, gets a new husband, you know. <laughs> sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just that we're not, following our dreams we're not following what we were meant to do what we've been given the opportunity to create out of ourselves so i think we can nullify a lot of the negativity of what life can bring us when we start living our internal externally like if that makes sense like just letting your uniqueness out and and it, it requires a lot of bravery and courage because uh, we should admit to ourselves that we can be broken, that we yeah. are not there where we su- where we feel that others think and tell us that we're supposed to be, and then we feel uh, I don't know I don't know a lot of people f- uh, put themselves into category based on what other people tell them about right. themselves. We compare ourselves too much. Yeah, and I, I don't think i mean it's good to have feedbacks good to, but when you get feedbacks from broken people or actually bad mm-hmm. people 
then uh, it is just not right in my opinion just like but you know what it's uh it's you're right creativity should never be abandoned and encouraged i met a lot of opera teachers for example when i had that career and one of them said hey can you speak yes then you can sing it takes practice and that was a beautiful yeah. sentence i mean how many people with uh, who, who even people who are quadratic people who, who can't move their arms, right. they don't have them or whatever you know they can paint they can create and they do it with the mouse they can do magic compared to people who have everything bodily wise and they whine all the day oh i don't have time just to watch the next netflix series i don't know <laughs> yeah I, i i personally believe that every single person i mean let me say i know with all of my heart that every single person that has been gifted life ever in life has something to offer I really believe that and I don't care what your situation is, I don't care what's happened to you or not happened to you or whatever, there is something incredible inside of you that everyone everyone has and somebody needs to see it. Somebody needs to see that that uniqueness that you have and I, that's why, you know, my my heart feels truly that way and I think it all starts with spirit. It's interesting because here's a question as an artist to you. A lot of people go to, a, let's say, a Bon Jovi concert. We are old people in this aspect. So, yeah, so, so I, you, I love Bon Jovi. You say Bon Jovi, okay? <laughs> you go to a Bon Jovi tour and you see 60,000, 80,000 people are jumping and, oh, Bon Jovi is adored. I want to be like Bon Jovi. They don't know what the sacrifice is behind that and how much suffering is for that two, three hours on the stage. But they don't know anything about that. But they want to do this. But a lot of people have this impatience. When you create something, yeah. do you paint? Do you create a collage? Do you make music or whatever performance? Just because, okay, I need an immediate, very soon uh, feedback to feel good about myself that I did that. Or you say, I put it out and it will find a way to the right people. Yeah, so that is something that is super important to understand is that there is, no matter what your situation is, there will be sacrifice. Um, if you want to do something and it means something to you, expect to sacrifice um, your time, your efforts. Oh, my gosh, your patience. <laughs> you can have to have a lot of – I mean, I'm telling you right now, like there's been moments where I've thought, you know, is this ever going to happen for me? Is 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 what I want going to happen? Is am, am I wasting my time? And really? you know, I found. Oh yeah, and then all of a sudden, when I feel that way, something amazing will happen. Like you know, it might be a month later, but it something amazing happens. You know, or somebody will say something to me like, "Oh, I saw your artwork here. It's so beautiful. Oh, I love your voice. It's so beautiful." And I'm thinking, I was over here getting ready to quit because. <laughs> but I think sometimes um, we. Uh, what for me personally what I've learned is I cannot do what I love for other people um I have to do it because it's what I love to do and whether or not somebody appreciates it or doesn't appreciate it I appreciate it and I know that my creator appreciates it so no matter it, it's going to be 
it's going to get and do and be where it needs to go. But when people see, you know, I've had people look at me and go, oh, you know, you just, it's so easy for you to create things. And, you know, you just, I mean, I have painted stuff and it takes me an hour to paint some things. I mean, I can paint quickly sometimes. Sometimes it takes me weeks to do something and I will start painting something and I'll go, oh, this is not turning out how I wanted it to turn out. And I start getting frustrated because I'm, what's in my soul doesn't seem to be coming out on the canvas and it's driving me bananas. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'm just going to, I'm going to back off. I'll say a little prayer and be like, father, I've got to take a minute because this is starting to, you know, quite frankly, tick me off. Um, and I, and I go off and I'll do something else, you know, um, whatever that may be. I may go sit outside, you know, on my porch and just let the sun hit my face or, you know, go take a dance in the rain, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, floats it, but it takes time and I'll come back. And what I thought was supposed to go on the canvas when I started is absolutely nothing like what comes out when I'm finished, but it was a it was a collective of each moment I was feeling within those weeks or months that came together that made this piece. Sometimes it's, yes, I sit down and I've got it and I put it out and it's not a problem. Same thing with music. I can write a song in like five minutes. No problem. I can make a beat. I can do the song and it's totally fine. But then there's times I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I like this song, but I'm not fully, I'm not fully on with it. Something's not right. And I have to take a break. And for me, sometimes that's a sacrifice because I feel like I'm wasting time. I should have this done. This should already be finished or, you know, whatever. And it's it's not. And sometimes you're sitting there going, what am I doing? Why is this happening? You know, or things are not working out for you and you can't paint for a minute because, I mean, I've had moments where I just have not had the money to buy a canvas. I have not had the money for paints. I hear and, you. I hear you. And I can't, there's nothing I can do about that, right? I'm, I'm doing the best that I can, but there are moments that I've had in my life where I just, I have been super, super no money person. <laughs> and you know what I did? And it, and it sounds silly, but I had a permanent marker and I had a, a couple of permanent markers and I had this big, uh, comforter, one of those big down comforters. And I just started drawing. I had an entire comforter with each square was my canvas. And I just used my permanent markers and I, and I, I drew all over that thing. Yeah. The, 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 the river finds just, the way. The, the river finds the way. You can't stop a river. You just got to. Yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. And for me, stop looking at other people and saying, oh, I want to be where they are. I want to do what they're doing. Do what you do. Yeah. Go at your time. Everything happens, in my personal opinion, everything happens for a reason. Everything has a purpose, a time, and we just have to learn patience. Patience is so beautiful and it's so important because you need to be flexible in life. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what's going to happen. But what we do know is we're breathing right now. We're living right now and we we can we can do something with ourselves right now. And if you can just hold on to that one 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 minute, those five seconds, that one day, just enjoy that moment. Look up at the sky. And I don't care if the clouds are dark or light or the sun is shining or it's raining. Appreciate 
where you are. Appreciate that moment because people say, oh, I should have been here by this time or I should have been here by this age. Forget your age. Forget where you think you should have been. If you stop thinking about that, you stop You stop pressuring yourself into things that are unnecessary and don't matter. You could be 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And what does that actually matter? What does 60 years old actually matter? It doesn't matter. It's stopping you from being able to pursue your life. I really, I don't deal with age at all. I don't do birthdays anymore. I said, forget it. Because for me, it's stopping me from being who I need to be. If I, it's putting, um, mortality on me and I don't need that. I, I need to just live. If we just live, then it makes it easier for us. When you start saying, Oh, at 36, I want to be like this at 25. I need to be like this at 60. It's over. Comforting a social expectation to have a validation yeah. from an external source. And uh, this is a point. Nobody can validate you. Only yourself can validate yourself. Uh, everything yeah. else will come from a different source and that is not real. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I am a little bit, uh, um, astonished by what you said because I would have never thought that you had all the hiccups what you mentioned and uh, <laughs> just uh, but it makes it real it's you know it, it's, it's, it's the Rocky Balboa story that uh, you are not winning because uh, you are the best you are winning because you are always looking upwards when you are falling down yes and get yes. back up and, uh, and, and exactly and, and you 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 Actually, you own, you owe to yourself to be okay by yourself. And I meet a lot of people who, who feel that they suffer alone and they, they want other partners and they want somebody to love them and so on. But I keep telling them, look, if you can't be okay with yourself by yourself, if you can't enjoy joy by yourself, uh, right. then then you will just take away from other people and you will be a thief and two right. thieves will be you know they will just split after a while so it's not like oh you are my better half your other half is not 50 50 percent 200 percent people should meet and then it will be okay yeah and you know it's so funny because you know i i i'm married and very much so happily it's but America, I, yeah thank you i yeah i have to say you know my husband and I came into this very different. Um, I was not going to sacrifice who I was for him. Um, and if he couldn't support who I was and what uh, I believe the Creator put in me um, to be, then he was not worth my time. And I was very clear about that. And I was also clear with him that I would never stop him from being who he needed to be as well. So when we came into this, we were both very secure in who we were and what we wanted out of life. And blessedly, they came together um, and it worked and we both worked out. My husband is extremely supportive of me um, and even a lot of times pushes me um, to not have insecurities that sometimes I go through um, with just being, you know, a human being going through these little moments where you're like, hey, ah, you know, um, he says, hey, you know what? You were created for something beautiful and special and don't let anything stop you from that. And I do the same thing for him. So I think a lot of times when people think about, oh, I want a significant other or whatever, like you really, like you said, you really need to be okay with 
being on your own and experiencing life on your own because if if even if you're in a relationship you can be very much alone oh yeah um, in a oh, relationship yeah. so i think people forget about the fact that if you don't love yourself if you don't have that moment with you that says you know what I'm awesome and I'm okay with being me and if you don't appreciate that then you don't deserve a place in my life um then you're missing everything and you can't have a healthy relationship with anyone on any level if you don't have that and for me my whole stability is in Yeshaya and and his love for me and the creator that you know he he has made me this person I, it my whole everything is in that and the fact that it is if everything around me doesn't add to that then it doesn't belong in my life and that can be difficult but it is absolutely necessary because if you don't you will get the wrong partner you will get the wrong friends you will have family members that treat you like garbage and you think that's okay cuz they're family oh, yeah. so it kind of goes back to the people you surround yourself with don't ever be so desperate um to have connection with other people that you sacrifice your own self for that you know um, and about I think integrity people... and you're talking about being real with yourself and you're talking about uh, uh, a constant evaluation whether you are on that path you feel you should be yeah. and that these are the things what are completely not taught and children or young right. adults are not uh, guided in their path yeah. of growing up to to do this neither at home at least in the western societies where we where we don't even go to hug a tree or when you want to for example yeah. hike uh, in a forest then then you are not allowed just like in England that 92 per, 93% of the british moors the british free lands are not available for the public to walk on because it's crazy it's like everywhere it's like you feel the the burdens the boundaries the barriers or the bees and you can't mm. you can't pass through and maybe maybe if we lack the education maybe if we lack the families maybe the real true art is what can penetrate through the numbness the dumbness the dumping down and the idiocracy yeah. prevailing around absolutely i agree with you completely i think too you know we're taught a lot that if you don't have money and a great career you know that you know your life is pretty much you know shit <laughs> that's just not true you know i mean it says i mean you know it even in you know for me in the word it says like in 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 the scriptures it talks about to keep your life free from the love of money um so that you can be content with what you have you know um because you know when you when you're in like when you you have a relationship with your creator you know he never leaves you and he never forsakes you um you can be confident to know that no matter what's going on in your life you can find help you can find um the ability to press on and press through but we're not taught that nature is riches we're not taught about that and if you don't get your butt outside and breathe that air and look at that touch those leaves on that tree and feel the ground underneath your feet and listen to the birds sing and see the little bunnies hopping around and the squirrels playing and yeah. i mean and and know what berries you can so eat much. and forget your forking phone at home yes. and, you know somehow for thousands of years people survived without internet connection or whatever 
and, right. and just have the real knowledge that okay whatever happens i will be able to uh, create fresh water for myself i will be able to right. distill it i mean it's so or I, this is how you make fire without uh, i don't know a torch or whatever and just uh, right. th th these are missing or and, and the city parks are not living up to that one and the industrial agriculture has nothing to do with the nature if you have to go uh, on a bus tour to go to the nature probably you are doing it wrong and just uh, right. um, it all goes back uh, to something what I think we can't avoid to realize that it feels, it seems that uh, despite the last 20, 30 years of uh, pretty much worldwide freedom or directions to that one, these mm -hmm. days it feels that we are cycling back towards a more feudalistic, a more kingdom oriented, a more plebs and commons living era when a very few broken-minded and absolutely mutilated mm. soul people, a handful of them, have a certain agenda and they are somehow, and I find it fascinating in a way, they are somehow capable to rule over the mind of billions of people because there are hundreds, 200 right. million good people like us. And but still, the, the we are fringe minority compared to eight billion people. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And a lot. I, and you know, forgive me for saying this as well, but you know, I feel like um, it's a new version of slavery is what we're living in. Yes. And. And I feel like it's that way because we're not standing up as as the people that we need to be, um, and we're there's a uh, maybe there's a fear um, that people are dealing with um, f f uh, because of the large mass that it, it's almost like you have three people who are like 100% I'm not going to conform I'm not going to be a part of the normal and then you've got like you said billions of other people saying well you need to or you're going to ruin it for everybody else and it's like how did you go from we were all when like you said when you're a child these things are not put on you 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 don't feel that way okay but there comes a point you start feeling I have to do this I have to do that I have to get good grades you know if I don't get good grades I, I can't go to the next grade if I can but what if you don't learn like everybody else what if you don't understand things like everybody else what if everybody needs to be taught in their own way because every oh, single person yes. is unique in their own way and when you have a mass of uh, 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 like um uh, a pressure above you and it's pressing down and pressing down and pressing down pretty soon you're going to get squashed and I think we're at a point now where people's hopes and dreams are being squashed by like you said kind of like a kingdom situation and you know why can't we be the kings and queens of our own we are supposed why do to we be. have to be ruled by everybody else be. we have the whole universe to discover inside and outside too and you are right. I think it goes back to validation. If we are feeling unloved or loved in the wrong way, not the way as we want to be loved, right. it's it's very genuine. I don't think in that age we are capable to express that what kind of love what we are in the need of because we are too young. But I think that kind of deprivation guides us to accept that we need external validation. Here comes the greats. And uh, that what basically ruins us, that somebody should be able to love 
others without expecting anything in return, but not caving in what they demand, but give them what they need. Exactly. And I feel like too, you know, you're completely right. It's it's so difficult sometimes, especially now to try and um, be yourself. And, you know, even, even with all the, you know, I quote unquote freedoms that we supposedly have, it just feels like we're just caged, consistently caged yes. in some way or another. And it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense um, to continue. It's like, you know, when we talk about like success or things like that, you know, success implies endeavor, which implies an investment, which implies time and sacrifice and it implies a dream, um, which comes from the heart and the soul. It's a desire. And I believe all of this comes from divinity. Um, and, you know, the creator of all gave us this gifting for pursuit um, of having a planted purpose within us. And it's a seed that sprouts. And when you have this beautiful seed that's sprouting and happening and you know, nobody's watering it. Nobody's giving it that photosynthesis it's supposed to be having all of this, you know, we're just left in like where we are right now. We're in, we're in this, nobody can really move and become who they need to be. And that's actually very frustrating. So it's a small group of people who are trying to say, Hey, wake up over here. This is not how life is supposed to be. And then you have these people over here going, don't start any trouble. We don't want any trouble. Just do what you're told. And that there's no middle. It's just one or the other. There's you no know what center. Is shocking, that I read it a year ago, maybe there was a research and they examined the last 150 years in the Western societies. This research showed that in any nation, when 3.5% of the population could stand together for one common goal, a bloodless revolution could happen. Only 3.5% in every country. It's, it's really not too much. On the other no. hand, lately I read another research which showed that if only 3% of the population wants uh, doom for some reason, right. then um, it's done. And it feels that, uh, I know it's, it's very biblical. I don't want to go to, you know, the last days things. We're always living in the last no, days. No, no, I hear you. No, just, just, just it's, it's still, there are these patterns depicted for thousands of years now. And, and right. it only seems that, why, why don't we have good families? Because people don't unite for a common reason. They, even in the so-called good right. families, people unite because, oh, there is a sickness, there is an accident, okay, let's do something together. But there is no follow-up. Or when there is an outrageous thing in a society, people are outraged, but there is no follow-up. It's like sprouts. Yeah. You can't have a whole plant. You can't have any good what you can eat from a sprout. Mm-hmm. It, it just dies out. It's like millions of sprouts, and then it's just we leave it there. But you have to water that. You have to change the soil for that. Yeah. And and I think we go back to this one now. The nature when you, you when you really have eyes to see the nature, how how it's like a big textbook for your life. Your I don't know. This what comes to mind. Yeah, no, um, and you know, I know I keep going back to this, but it's because it is truly the center of my life. You know, I, I believe, I believe so deeply, um, and I know that my life has been very much so divinely planned, um, and uh, that my free will is is one hundred percent mine, but that in it I have chosen a certain course of life, which has led me down a path that has allowed me a freedom that most people don't 
have the ability to have because of them not making the choice to serve a certain way. Um, yeah. For me, uh, to to where where it goes back to not being taught uh, the way that we ought to go. Um, it, if we're not being if we're not being raised, if we're not being educated, if we're not being taught that um, there is one thing that can free us from everything that is killing us, then how are we going to move forward? How are we going to do better? Um, for me personally, I believe the lack of of knowledge has led to a lack of wisdom, which has left us dying. And um, because of the, the 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 belief that I have. Um, I believe that if we could all get back to you were created in divinity, you are loved by divinity, you are cherished by the Most High, the Almighty Creator Ahaya, and that through his son, Yeshaya, you were given an opportunity to live in this life with love and mercy and grace. And through the spirit of Yeshaya, Rawak, who can live within you, this incredible experience that you can have in life, it will null and void and delete all of the evil crap that's going on, all of the madness that's happening because it centers in love. But when we, we jump out of that, because, you know, right now, and I'm not judging anyone, you can worship a potato. If that's what you want to do, you can, you know, you can have 50 third eyes for all I care, do whatever you want, but understand the choices that you're making are going to lead to the life that you are living. If you're not happy, I have people that I know that are totally into crystals and all these kinds of extra things. That is fine. Do what you want to do. But when you come to me and you say, my life is just not working out. I just don't know what's wrong. I just don't understand. And I tell you, this is the issue. You are not, you are not understanding the uniqueness you were created in. There will never be a better, more incredible artist than the creator. This earth was created. If you look around, how could you not think that you are not absolutely loved, that you are not absolutely given something precious inside of you that is so important for you to share? If you don't know that and you don't want to know that, that's totally fine, but stop complaining about the life we're living and the and the way things are going because you're not willing to step into what we've always been meant to step into. As far as I'm concerned, and just based off my mm-hmm. research that I've done, a lot of times with religion, it's separating us. It's dividing us completely when we're all supposed to really be believing in one thing and knowing one thing. And that's, that's that we were created, you know, and that we were, we were created in love and, you know, we're taught all these different things and no one's doing their due diligence. And even, you know, in the scriptures, it says to seek and seeking means you need to dive in. You need to take an action. You know, faith is action. So I think a lot of times we're suffering for no reason. And I don't mean to say that insensitively, but it's like, you know, we're complaining and complaining and complaining, but we're not actually wanting to do anything to, to stop that. And then in not wanting to do anything, we're not wanting to do anything specifically not believing in the most high. That's specifically what we don't want to do. Um, and I think it just gets difficult to even talk about. <laughs> it seems what you are describing that people, majors of the people, 
are existing for the sake of existence without purpose. Yeah. I met really a lot of people time to time who were actually this is true uh, that uh, they uh, on a Sunday sermons they they were happily hang out and they they were just breezing out and they were just happy that they survived the week and I told them it right. was, it happened in multiple places in the world and I told them look God doesn't need this God needs mm-hmm. you to to mm-hmm. be able to ready to have somebody like a truck driver at 2 a.m. at on a Wednesday night because who will have them you are there you 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 are not supposed to be there on Sundays because you are called uh, the people who you are inviting to right. get closer to God that people should be comforted but not in a certain time when you decide but when the need is there and uh, most of the people didn't understand what I was talking about. Others got hurt in their emotional feelings. Uh, <laughs> but you mentioned that religion is dividing us. Yes, because religion itself is not right. It should serve a purpose. Right. It's like a bus ticket for a fare. Okay, Americans don't know what the bus is. Okay, forget it, Gen Z. Okay, you don't know. And yeah, I always going against Gen Z because they have no clue about anything. That was the funny part. Nobody was laughing. Well, that's it. I'll be very <laughs> sorry. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the, the the thing is that uh, that the religions uh, are are less and less. There there used to be way more different parts branches of religions, and we are going to like four big ones. Usually we are talking about the Christianity in the West world is the most interesting, right. but it is not what God wanted. What we have no. is a state version in right. the history books that uh, yes. the difference between the persecuted Christians and the state allowed Christians are the changed the changed the teachings. They actually changed right. the teachings I can't speak anymore. The, to to fit the narrative and to sustain more Absolutely. the government. And and that, yeah, that happens totally I think right. everywhere. Because you mentioned, you know, Sir Dyson, it's all we are talking about the same things that your soul needs to be freed. You need to be able to travel through the universe, not just in lucid dreams. And we need to be able to connect. Now we are using the Apple product to connect, and it's beautiful. I love it. But this is a bad blueprint of a wholesome person who can really connect the other people without physical forms just the same way as we can't see the light in itself just a fragment of that and, right. and, and we we barely can just grasp the idea that if you mix every kind of color then the very end will be white but there is no white color because that's the light right and and just you know I somehow when we put words to something when we put categories it's like borders in the countries God did not create yeah. borders no and not saying that you know forced population replacement is a good thing I'm not talking about that one no but no no right what I'm talking about that when we cage our own thinking our own emotions because we are not okay to be uncertain it's like when you are going for a hike. When you're going for a hike, you cannot be sure whether you are getting to the destination after the next corner in the next tree because it, you might go down. You might slip on the muddy path. And it takes a lot of effort. But the way itself is more important to wander the, the flowers around because when you hit the top of the mountain, you can't even see that you are on the top of the mountain because it's just a flat place. Right. In the same way, if we just focus on one part of our own understanding it is uh, uh, confiscating us to see the whole picture and uh, i think that kind of freedom is the real 
problem because that is missing uh, maybe because of the school maybe because of the bad parents maybe because i don't know but there mm. are books there are poems there are you you make music uh, good music yeah. artistic music is like a painting with brushes how do you think people who are let's not say the bad believers you know the the undead i'm not talking about that one uh, i'm talking right, about right. the others who are compliant but they could be somehow shaken out without uh, a new word war or whatsoever to a better right. state how do you think art can influence them because whenever i take people to the getty museum in los angeles for example they just run through and get back to the train or tram and said what the hell? i mean come on just look around just you know imagine and they just lack of the understanding yeah people are people are missing people are missing the beauty of life in general because they're being so bogged down with a lot of other things that are unnecessary um and you know i I, I'll say this, we are, we are a very unique thing, uh, creation. And when you take something so beautiful and you taint it continuously, like you said, it's like you take all these colors of paint and put them together and expect this white color to come out. You know, it's not more than likely it's going to look a little muddy. Um, and, and that we're a bit muddy, <laughs> as a people um but you know i think like i said like our choices and things like that this is our art our life is our art oh yeah and for me like when i when i write music i write music based off of what's going on inside of me i write music based off of what i've learned um what i've what i've researched things like that and so when you listen to music when people listen to music um like kind of like i said earlier we we can have life changes from that if we're open to it um even with art you know all of the art that i make it has some sort of um uh, uh a spiritual sense to it whatever that is i always pray over it and say hey whatever people can see out of this it doesn't need to be what i did it doesn't if i do a flower or something it doesn't have to be what you see you don't have to see a flower because i made one you can see uh the sunshine and the, the petals look like the rays of light of the sun and and i mean it, it's all up to you what your spirit sees so I think we're not realizing that even in experiencing uh, the creator that, and you know, and accepting that, that doesn't take away from you being who you are. It adds to who you are. And I think we're being lied to a lot. We're being manipulated a lot as a people. And it's, 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 it's convoluting our ability to perceive true artisticness, true um, uniqueness of one another. And like you said earlier, you know, like a lot of things have been changed to benefit a certain narrative and um, it, it's, it's killing us. It's just simply killing us as people. And um, for those of us who are choosing to see past these things, it makes it difficult for us to even talk to people about these things because there's so much offensive um, people are very offended nowadays they don't want to talk about certain things they don't want to be involved with certain things and it's it's dangerous you know like you said christianity is probably one of the biggest religions and 
I was raised a Christian and ended up leaving the church and leaving uh, all of that because I, I finally realized that having pastors isn't helping anyone. Having churches isn't helping anyone. Because, because a successful pastor doesn't have people. Because it He's a up. person. I mean, a pastor is a person. He makes mistakes. He does bad things. He does good things. He does it, it, we're, no. So if you and I are having a conversation and we're talking about love and we're talking about the Most High, we're talking about our struggles or th we're having what you so call church, but we're not having it in a building. We can have church is basically Because a God, fellowship. God is not of in people. the stone. God is not in the buildings. No, God is in the nature. When And even exactly when 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 we go back and read in history in the books and whatnot in the scriptures, it talks about where did he where did he talk to people? Where did he on mountaintops and hills and valleys? You know, even the temples that were made and stuff were like outdoors. They weren't like all necessarily encaged and everything. And even like when we go back and we research some of the stuff that we're doing right now, like a lot of times, you know, people, you know, we do Christmas and Thanksgiving and you know. And when I go back and do research on Thanksgiving, people were murdered. Well, how are we giving thanks? You know, and, and, yeah, and the technically, Indians Thanksgiving people, it shouldn't be celebrated in a way as it is, yes. <laughs> and, and when you go back and research a lot of this stuff, a lot of these things that we're celebrating are pagan. Now, I, I'm nothing against any of, of do what you want to do, but you know, we're mixing pagan beliefs because with of political things reasons. that don't make yes. sense. It, it was always. Exactly. You know, even when we go back and, you know, we research stuff like um, I personally, because of being raised a Christian and going through some of the spiritual things I went through being a Christian, um, I went to research, you know, the name of the Most High, who I always knew to be Jesus, Jesus Christ, you know, the yeah, Christos. Yeah, but it is not and, like that. You know, yeah. and... And when you trans, they translated a lot of things out from Latin and Greek and things like that. And we're not researching enough. When our very first language was Phoenician Hebrew, that's why a lot of times when you when we talk about schooling, when you're getting schooling, and the alphabet is called phonics. They're called phonics. The Phoenician. It comes from the Phoenician language. So when you go back, and I was researching the the dialect. Um, The name of the Most High is that, that I am that I am, which is Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. Um, there was no J in those times. Uh, it, the J didn't come into existence till much, much later. Um, so technically, we're not where we think we are spiritually. And, um, you know, Jesus actually means Zeus. <laughs> so when you're going in the yeah, name it's, of it's Jesus, very, very, you're very, very actually saying something yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah I mean, but it's, but, it's yeah. But isn't it that that just when you when you connect in your soul truly, it doesn't mind what words do you use. I mean, uh, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to if you can just get to that moment. Everything will be revealed to you. Yes, exactly. So it won't matter what you say, what you don't say. What's going to matter is. Do you know him or not? Exactly. And that in itself is going to determine 
all of that. Because like I said, I was a Christian. I was calling on Jesus and all of that. And when it came down to me saying, I want to have a relationship on my own individually with the Most High. And I started taking the steps in order to do that. I learned what I needed to learn to the point. Now, I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate Thanksgiving or Easter or anything. But I celebrate now the set apart days that are actually in the scriptures that I didn't know were um, something that I I should I should be doing. I had no idea, but I wasn't being taught these things yeah. um, in church or in school. I didn't know about Purim or Passover or the first fruits and blowing of trumpets, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Dedication. So really, the Feast of Dedication, which we're coming coming towards, um, I'm actually just ending my um, Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, today, tonight, um, uh, from sundown to sundown, which is the next day. So the end of today would be my Shabbat and then the next day's Shabbat. Um, the Feast of Dedication is actually what we celebrate Christmas, but really we should be celebrating the Feast of Dedication as that's something that has been uh, law um, in for us as people um, for many, 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 many years, but we're not being taught these things. So if you're not being taught these things and you're not spiritually seeking for yourself, you can't expect to have anything other than what we're in right now. And I don't mean to sound, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything to anyone or to offend any, anyone. It's just, this is for me, my personal, uh, what I'm, I'm glad that you I'm, shared this and, and it's a little bit funny way if you try to say to a deep Christian, somebody that Jesus was practically a Jew, then they will murder you on the spot. And that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about? You know. Not to mention that he was never born on December. He was born on a completely different day and so on and so on. And I, my question with the Christmas stuff is always like that. Okay, this is a celebration of love. And what about the other 364 days? Yeah. We're supposed to be celebrating daily the, the, the fact that we're alive and we're living and that people are, are around us and we're healthy. I mean, these are everyday celebrations to be alive, you know, and I think we're missing it all, missing all of the greatness in life. I keep telling to people who are down on their luck or in their journey that, look, just yeah. just just be grateful. I mean, like just name three things, just three yeah. things under the shower, whatever happened to you, but it can't be like a product, but an event or an emotion or something. And they can't. They can't name three yeah. things every day. And I think this is the problem, I, that, that just we have to have the appreciation towards love. And if you have somebody to, to be together with, to embrace, to hug, to touch, you know, and just to exist together, that actually yeah. gives all the bad energy a way out to go out or to reshape them. I have a question to you before we end uh, the sure. official part of yeah. this one. I am curious, do you have exhibitions? Do you have even a virtual thing <laughs> where people can find you? How can they see your, your art or hear your art? How they can support you or how they can present somebody else with your art? Okay, so um, I am on the Instagram um, uh, and uh, for, for uh, Soul Sparkles, which is my artistic, uh, for my artwork, my painting, uh, it's uh, Candy Soul Sparkles. And I, um, I do have uh, the Instagram for that, which is soulsparkles underscore love. 
and um, then I have for the um, music aspect I'm on the Instagram as well and that's the uniqueness so uh, uniqueness.llc and you can get on there and I have all of my links and stuff there too um, for all of that you can go to uniquenessllc.com to just hear music and listen to it if you want to um, or if you you know whatever want to donate or something that's fine as well on there too or for my artwork if you want to purchase something um, I always encourage people um, to uh, go to my website uh, if that's something that they would like to you know make a purchase for uh, like hey, I just need some art in my house, and I I want hers. Yeah, I mean <laughs> those are amazing. The, yeah. the, the, uh, I I literally saw to buy a few one that, like that. Yeah, I'm still trying to create. Yeah, so for yeah. <laughs> well, so they, I do. So if you go to soul, if you go to uh, love soulsparkles.com, that's my gallery. But I do want to I do want to say this because I think it's really important is. I truly believe with all of my heart that everybody should be able to have artwork. Everyone should be able to have something, some piece of artwork uh, in their life, uh, in their homes or wherever, in their offices or wherever you want to have your artwork, you know, under your pillow, I don't care. But you should have artwork. Um, so if people are dealing with financial situations where it's, they don't, uh, some of my artwork is, yes, um, it is, it is extremely pricey um, and it is because I am I'm making a living <laughs> off yeah. of my artwork so in order for me to eat and continue doing what I'm doing yes it, it can be um, it, it can be you know twenty thousand dollars fifty thousand uh, dollars for a piece of artwork but um, I do want to make it clear that if you do want a piece of artwork and you don't have $50,000 or $20,000 or $9,000 right now and you just want something, um, if you do write to me um, via Instagram uh, or even if you email me, email me um, uh, at soul, soulsparkleslove at gmail.com, um, which you can find all of this on uh, my website as well as my Instagram. I will work with you um, to get you something uh, one way or another, um, a piece of artwork. So, you know, you only have uh, like, you know, two, three hundred dollars or something. I'll, I'll find a way to try and help you get a piece of artwork. And I think that's important for people to know because it, it can it can be one of those things where like you know I can't afford it and there's no way I'll ever be able to afford that you know for whatever reason for a lot of different art people's artwork like I can never afford I can't afford a thousand dollars you know so um, and I've been there I've been in positions where I've wanted all kinds of different things and I, I couldn't get them because I just simply couldn't afford it so I want people to know that I, I will help you if you reach out to me um, and order directly from me I will I will I will discount you as much as humanly possible um, to get you something. So I, I just wanted to make mention of, of that. That's so very, if you write me, generous say, of hey, you, hey. and I do hope that anybody who is listening to us at least will wander around all these sites of yours. We will put it under the links and uh, also just um, give a word out that hey, that is something good to watch even digitally. Or listen, yeah, or yeah. be connected uh, to. You know what? I have an idea. Yeah. If it is possible, I would like to re-invite you, but not in a year, but maybe this year, <laughs> a couple of, you know, yes. so sooner, because because I think we have plenty other to talk or enlarge about. And sure. I, I like talking to people. I actually like listening to people 
despite I interrupted this list. <laughs> it feels to me that positive energy has been created here, at least a few sparks, yeah. few sparkles of, of, of yes. greatness were coming out. And I think it would perfectly fit into the series of worldwide shine against dealing things because sometimes we need yeah. to some break so if you are up to that yeah no i i absolutely love you and i love the experience that i've had i think you're a beautifully wonderful person and i would be oh, absolutely thrilled and <laughs> i would be thrilled and absolutely honored to talk to you anytime and definitely before a year would be <laughs> ideal <laughs> See? All right. So I will make time. 100% make time. All right. has been the Nia Born and Andia Human Show, presented by two purple rabbits from behind Jupiter in a hidden moon at a secret base in an undisclosed location. (laughs) 